CFB Paint Week 7 Preview. Let's get into it. Excited to talk through another great week. An awesome, fun week full of action in Week 6. We've covered it. Time to be accountable of, to our picks, which I don't know how y'all's went. Mine were dreadful. Um, but before we get into it, again, a reminder to all of our listeners, please uh, like, subscribe, share, uh, interact with us on socials or via email at cfbpaint at gmail.com. Let us know, uh, especially like with like new segments, like where we brought in the fan perspective from Kyle on this last one. Love to hear your feedback on those types of things. Um, but before we do any preview on week seven, we have our win totals draft recap. I'm going to hand the baton over to Corey. Corey, let us know where we stand after six weeks and really seven weeks if you count week zero of college football. Who's in the lead? Who's got some catching up to do? Yep. So as you guys know, we drafted 40 teams, um, 10 each, trying to get the highest win total. Um, Brian is clearly in the lead with 48 wins right now. I mean, he's absolutely killing it. I did a talk – I did a um, – Thing last week where I told you guys uh, the top teams that were uh, undefeated. Let me pull that up real quick. I've got it right here. You know, it makes for great work here. Um, so last week we had, I think it was 22 teams that were undefeated. This week we're down to, I think it's about 14. Um, we talked about four teams that we had that were undefeated that were not selected by, our t- by us. And you, Steve said it's with good reason. Washington State, Marshall, Missouri, and Kentucky. Lo and behold, all four teams lose this week. So, Steve, you proved right. Um, teams or teams that are remaining, Brian still has James Madison, Michigan, Florida State, and Oklahoma after a great win against Texas. Steven has USC, Oregon, Penn State, Louisville. Mark loses Texas and Miami this week um, and only has Georgia and Air Force remaining. Um, I didn't mention that Brian lost Fresno State. Um, and then I lose Maryland in a head-to-head with Ohio State. So I have Ohio State, UNC, Washington, and Liberty. So we still have them pretty well spread out. But our numbers are starting to spread out. Brian's starting to take, has taken a six-game lead on me and then a three- and a four-game lead on, on you and, and, and Mark, Steve. Brian, what are your thoughts of being the leader and the winner right now? Um, I'm feeling good. Um, if you can zoom in just a tiny bit for, for our viewers. Um... I feel snake bitten on the Fresno State one. Uh, Wyoming's been good all year, and well, I should say they've been in close games all year, and should have seen that maybe there's an opportunity for that to to go sour. Too much. Um, but overall, like things are going according to script at the moment for the teams as, as I expected. Uh, James Madison, I expected to probably have one more loss at this point. Oklahoma is the big one for me because now it looks like that's a clean path to 12 wins with the team. Um, and if I can get that with them and, and maybe a James Madison or a, a Michigan, um, that, that's, you know, that's, that's going to make up for some slip ups with maybe an SMU or an Ohio, um, Tennessee, Tennessee's the one where I'm waiting for the baton to fall that, that it, they've got only one loss for now, but they don't look great and they have some good teams to play. So, um, but Tennessee's really the, the, the worry for me other than that, I'm, I'm feeling I'm still feeling confident about these teams. Yeah, I mean, you look like the clear front runner to me. We should start planning your celebration, your coronation. Steve, <laughs> what are your thoughts about you so far? Uh, it's a very mixed bag. Uh, USC, 
it's is undefeated, but I don't know how for how much longer that'll be the case, including this this coming week versus Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, it feels like they're going to flirt with disaster a number of times. Uh, they've they've had to pull a few out of the fire already, and I, I don't feel great about their long term prospects. LSU won this week, did not win over any confidence from me. Um, Oregon. This might be a spoiler alert. I feel pretty good about that pick still. I feel feel like that one's in a pretty good spot. Penn State, again, the question is Michigan and Ohio State. Troy is starting to bounce back. I feel better about that pick now. Uh, now that conference play started, I feel like that one's going to start paying dividends. Um, TCU and FAU, my, the last two picks in the draft were just brutal. Um, and and it's going to it's gonna get worse before it gets better, and it won't, it won't get better, truth, truth be told. So... Uh, need the rest of the team to carry them because the the last two are not going to be uh, racking up very many more wins, I don't think. Yeah. Um, for me, I am five games behind play Steve, and then three behind Brian. So it's kind of like I'm I'm the lowest of the low, but I also haven't played as many games. I had three teams on buys this week. Um, Ohio State looks like a good team, but not a great team. Clemson, who knows, with a seventeen to twelve win over. Wake Forest, or Wake Forest, yeah. Yeah, Syracuse. Always Wake Forest. Yeah, Tulane, I'm, 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 I'm confident that they probably are good. They might have one more loss left in the game, left in the season, if they, as long as they play up to their capabilities. Washington, I'm liking that pick, um, especially how late I got that pick. Um, Liberty's looking good to me, although they've been flirting with disaster on a few different games. I'll take it. North Carolina is an amazing pick right now, and it's the interesting dilemma with that ACC. If all teams went out, if if all the teams went out, you go to the fifth tiebreaker. That, that you know, with UNC, uh, Louisville, and Florida State, which would be the overall winning percentage of the teams you played in conference. Something you pretty much can't wow. control. And so, if that happens, you could have potentially a f- undefeated Florida State at an undefeated North Carolina, undefeatable Louisville, not playing in the ACC championship game. Can we just say it would be Louisville? Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm just pretty sure it would be Louisville if it went down to that. What their their co- opponent's record in conference was? I'm I'm confident that Louisville's is going to be lower than it. I, I looked at it; it's pretty evenly split across the board. Louisville doesn't have any of the major major hard teams, whereas UNC or UNC and Florida State have a little bit of the hard teams that help them up. But the bottom, too. But they have the bottoms hmm. as well. So it's it's interesting. Interesting. Um, hmm. Boise State pulls out a win. I do not know what to make of this Boise State team. I'm hoping to get seven or eight wins out of them. UCLA, I'm, I'm very surprised about that win over Washington State. I'll take it, though. Maryland, we, I knew I was going to get a loss between them and Ohio State. I picked them hoping I would get seven or eight wins. I'm almost there. Coastal Carolina. <laughs> This is the this is my FAU. <laughs> I think they're two and two right now, but they, I still expect them to lose maybe one or two more games, and then hopefully I'll get the rest of them. But yeah, I, I'm hoping that I can catch up and not be dead last. I really would not like the punishment this year, but we got to come up come up with it again. So that's where we are. Well, I think I'll briefly look over Mark's teams because we, yeah. we've gone over our own, but. 
he might be able to steal your spot for the punishment. Uh, Texas gets a loss today or this weekend. I keep on saying today um, as I, as I podcast because the loss against Oklahoma, but should be favored in the rest of their games. Kansas State loses one that surprises you and makes you worry about the rest of the season uh, against Oklahoma State. And then he still has Iowa and then Miami, who lost a troubling game, not only in the fashion they lost, but probably should have been close in the first place. Uh, and another one that puts a question mark over the rest of the season. Texas Tech, I mean, who knows what goes on with that Big 12 outside of Oklahoma and Texas. It seems like anything goes uh, among who's going to beat who. Heck, West Virginia is having a heck of a season right now, and that's something none of us could have seen. So maybe Texas Tech goes well, maybe it doesn't. But Oh, and he's got Utah, who's still waiting on Cam Rising to come back. So in, in a tough spot, not not doomsday but for any of these teams, I don't think, but there's enough that are kind of starting to look iffy that he might uh, might be gunning for you. Giving me hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for that one. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Corey. Um, yeah, now we'll jump into the current week uh, and, and kind of how we see this playing out. So, kind of like we've been doing, we're going to go in chronological order throughout the week. And as you all know, now that we're midway through the season, you got midweek action. You've got Conference USA, uh, some Sun Belt games sprinkled in throughout the week rather than just all on Saturday. So um, we're in that kind of that sweet spot where there's, I think, what, 50-something consecutive days with football on when you count both the NFL and college football. Uh, we're in, in the thick of it now. Tuesday, and well, I'm going to timestamp this. Oh, if I can, before we get in there, let's uh, let's talk about how we did last week. Um Yes, thank you, Brad. Because some Steve of us have to. Uh... This season, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't intentionally ducking, but it's a good way to keep me honest, Brad. I'll, I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus first. So this is the second week in a row I was one under 500. So I went seven and eight last week. This week I went six and seven. Uh, my wins was the Nebraska Illinois under. Got that by a mile. Uh, Missouri LSU over. Got that one by a mile as well. It was almost 20 <laughs> points over. Um, Florida State, Virginia Tech over 53. Uh, Michigan, Minnesota over 47 and a half. Turns out the overs were, were treating me pretty decent this last week. Um, and then Arizona plus 22 against uh, USC. So those are my wins. My losses, I had Liberty uh, to cover the spread, minus 19. That was a really close game. Uh, Kansas State to cover 10 and a half. They lost that game. Texas to cover, minus five. They lost that one. Uh, Washington State to cover. They are three and a half point dogs, but uh, we're, we're lost by eight to UCLA. Kentucky, uh, plus 15. That was a blowout, the likes of which I didn't anticipate. I thought it would be closer. <laughs> um, results was the same as I thought it would be. Uh, Notre Dame to cover. They were favorites, and they lost uh, by 13 to Louisville. And Colorado, minus four. And Colorado ended up being a three-point winner in that game. So uh, some of those were close. A lot of them were not close at all. And so that was the brutal part of this week. When I tallied it up at the end, I was like, oh, I'm surprised I'm even close to 500 because the losses felt so devastating. Uh, but that's my, my week in review. Nice. I'll go next. I can go next. Oh, oh go, uh, Corey. Go. Okay. I, I'm, I went 9-9-1 nine, nine, and one with a push. Um. So I broke even, but not ideal. Uh, 
I had my losses. I'm just going to go in order. Uh, Kansas State, I had at 12 and a half favored. They, Oklahoma State won that game. Um, so I got an L for that. Nebraska, Illinois, you guys took the under. I took the over thinking, hey, the defenses are terrible. Maybe they'll let the offenses score. Nope. Ter- terrible. Maryland, Ohio State, thank you for that last second field goal. I'm, I lose. I t- took Maryland to cover. Um, so that, I started off 0-3. Oh that was not good. LSU, Missouri, I took the over. Um, 88 over 63. It was good. Unlike you guys, I picked OU to win. OU covered. I'm really not, not happy about that about the win per se because I also took the under at 59 and a half. And if they hadn't scored the touchdown with 15 seconds left, OU would have covered and the under would have hit. So, but I got a loss there. I picked uh, Vautech to cover the spread against Florida State. They lost by only 22 instead of 25. UNC over Syracuse uh, by minus nine. UNC won by 33. UNC versus Syracuse, I took the over 58. Uh, total is 47. Washington, I took Washington State uh, plus three and a half. We talked about this game like we think the wrong team's favored, and we were all wrong. Uh, the right team was favored. Yes. UCLA won. Um, Georgia, I took the or I took them favored over 15 to cover. They won. Boston College, um, three point dogs. They are down by four with 25 seconds left, and they punch it into the end zone to win by three. So they cover for that. They also hit the, hit the line. I picked the over 51. So I get a push there instead of losing that one. So they did me some favors in the last second. Um, Toledo, I picked the cover over Massachusetts 19. They won by 17. So I missed that Clemson. I picked the cover 21 over weight, missed that one. Kansas. I picked the two and a half over UCF. They won by 29 Colorado. I picked the minus four. They, they only won by three Arizona. I picked the cover the spread of, down by 22. Um, they lost by two in overtime. And then I correctly predicted the Georgia Tech look, overlooking that game. Miami overlooking the Georgia Tech. And I, I on my result, I just put <laughs> So, there we go. All right. Uh, on uh, save, save the worst for last, I went – let me count them up real quick. I went one, two, three, four. I think I went – Four and nine? Yes, four and nine. All right. So I'll go through them real quick. Uh, many of what we shared. It's no uh, Liberty, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Liberty minus 19 versus Sam Houston. Again, close game. Kansas State minus 10 and a half. They lost the game. Nebraska versus Illinois under. Nailed that one. Had that one pegged. Uh, Mizzou plus six and a half versus LSU. We talked about this on our last episode. Brutal pick six at the end there. I feel like I, I had that game right. I feel like I just. Yeah, so you did. Unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that one, I'm just saying. Like, I, I feel like that one, I would, I would bet again. You know, like I didn't actually bet it, but like I, I, I would make that same prediction. Uh, Texas minus five. Very impressive performances by Oklahoma's offensive and defensive lines. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma under. So close, but yet so far. Um, Washington State plus three and a half. Nope. Alabama at Texas A&M under fifty. Yes, thank you, Jimbo Fisher. Um, and Georgia minus 15 felt like I saw that one coming versus Kentucky, uh, Michigan minus 20 and a half at Minnesota. Yeah, that was not close or competitive. Uh, Miami minus 21 over Georgia tech. Nope. But never been more happy to lose, uh, to lose a pick, uh, Oregon state at California under 53. This thing was nuts. I can't remember what the total was. I think the total ended up being like in the nineties, like just 
two teams that I think played decent defense just got in a score fest. Not, not sure how it happened, but uh, and then Vanderbilt plus 18 and a half at Florida. Ugh, that one's another one where it's like, man, Florida tried to make that one look better at the end. And I was on the uh, business end of that. So not good. Looking to get back in the win column this week. Let's jump into it. We've got a couple. I don't know if anyone saw so rattle off a few from the early uh, midweek games here. Louisiana Tech versus Middle Tennessee. Uh, Middle Tennessee's one and five. Did you guys know that? Bombed it all over Miami last year and uh, have not had much of an encore performance. Um, they're playing Louisiana Tech. I don't know if anyone's got like jump in if you got something or they lost to Jacksonville State last week in, when they were favored. I think right. Yeah. Well, they were ahead twenty to seven at halftime. Yeah. They they were beating them and and it looked that yeah Jacksonville State has an offensive explosion in the second half. Um, ends up scoring 45 points, 38 coming in the second half, I think. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you, anyone had any comments on that game. Coastal Carolina, Appalachian State. Now, App State so far, I think, in conference is still undefeated. But I remember, like, this was the matchup for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It very much lost its luster this year in the Sun Belt. But it's in Boone. The home team are five-and-a-half-point favorites, 63-point total. Anyone got something on either the Mountaineers or the Shants? Ooh, I'm not sure I do yet on that one. I'm not touching that one. Okay, Nears versus Clears. Mountaineers <laughs> versus the Chanticleers. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll keep workshopping the, uh, the name of that rivalry. We, we won't settle on that. Uh, it's not a bad uh, start. <laughs> it's not a good start. Uh, another one that I think will be a potentially a fun game, Liberty versus Jacksonville State. Pretty solid Tuesday slate of games, if I if I do say so myself. Yeah, I'm terrified uh, about both those games because I, I have Liberty and Coastal Carolina in the wins prediction thing. But like Coastal Carolina is not favored to win that game, and then I think Jacksonville State could beat Coastal Carolina. I was looking into that one for a little bit. Um, or sorry, could beat Liberty, and so I'm a little nervous on that one. We'll see, we'll see. I haven't take. I'm not willing to take the points yet. But or, how about see. Jacksonville State being four and one in their first season in FBS? Like. I know James Madison is this their first season or is last last year's second? Their they're, they're, so, it was their second, but still they're not in el- they're not eligible for postseason play. Yeah, right. That's, I don't know when that starts, but that's it's, bonkers. It's not yet. Um, that's stupid. Uh, they clearly can play at this level. Like yeah. So anyway, Jacksonville State's kind of that same thing, which you know, as a Florida State fan, it's kind of like, oh, well, at least they were a good FCS program when we lost to them. <laughs> Uh, so two years ago, people, it's got to be a brand new team pe- since people, then. People say the same thing about Georgia Southern with uh, that beating Miami years ago without completing a pass. Um, anyway, there's no, no plays it? on Tuesday night. Or Florida, excuse me. Did I say Miami? Sorry, I'm so used to dunking on Miami this week. <laughs> it was Florida. You're right. Excuse me. Did anyone have, have a play on Tuesday? I... No. Well, I, want not, to, I will watch those games. For sure. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Those are some fun matchups. Uh, Wednesday, UTEP and FIU. FIU is a one-point underdog. Give me FIU. Give me the Panthers. Yeah, UTEP has won one game this year, and they're the favorite, which is kind of insane. <laughs> so I'm I'm just go, going on. They're they're at home. It's a one-point spread. UTEP to me has not been impressive at all outside of that gosh who was it that they beat now 
that again was surprising. I think they beat um, someone that I beat... didn't see them beating. Oh, it was like uh, UI. I don't, I don't even know who the team that is right now. Was it Incarnate oh, Word? Oh, yeah, Incarnate Word. Okay, so maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm getting that mixed up. But yeah, give me FIU. I'll go ahead and and, and pick on the Wednesday game. Anyone else on that one? Um. Nah, Honestly, I'm still staying out. Both quarterbacks have thrown for almost as many interceptions as touchdowns. I'm not picking a game where I don't know who's going to have the ball and who's going to be giving the ball to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the other game that night, Sam Houston State versus New Mexico State. Sam Houston State's on the road. Do they finally get a win? I hope for their sakes they do. They've played some some fun ones this year already. Um Still staying out of the business in this one, but I've become a, a small Sam Houston State fan over the course of the beginning of this year. Um, it's been a tough slog for them. They're they're one that I think if they could have the decision back to jump, uh, they might reconsider. Like I mean, they, maybe they, they so, but give them a couple years. They've played BYU. They lost fourteen nothing. Air Force. They lost thirteen to three. Houston's a terrible team, and then they lost that to that thirty eight seven. But then they played Jacksonville State. And they lost 35-28 in overtime. And then they played Liberty tight. Um, give me give me the Sam Houston to win. Going on the road against Jerry Kills, Aggies of New Mexico State. So I, I'm going to take I, I kinda like the that. cover and the win as my picks. Okay, okay so, so, so money line that bad boy too. Um, all right. I, I, I am tempted to join you on it. I won't, but I think you're on the right side of that one, I think. Thursday is when uh, the, the larger conferences first first start for this week. West Virginia versus Houston. Uh, West Virginia is a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. I asked this question last time around, like, how many people can on their defense can be carted off an injury and they can still win games? I, I am concerned about depth here with West Virginia. Bri, I don't know if you got a thought on this one. Uh, I'm going to take Houston on this one. Uh, Houston to cover. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's it's uh it's coming to that point of the season where we've been waiting for something from the Mountaineers to to go wrong. I think this is it. I think it's just circumstances come together and you know, that's a small point spread. So obviously my prediction, I'm not I'm not including this in my pick, but it would be that Houston gets the win here. I just it's an odd-shaped ball that we play with and sometimes it bounces in odd ways. I'm I'm taking I'm taking Houston. He's He's Cougs, but they spell Cougs C O O G S. Who oh, knows is that why? right? I don't know if I've ever, ever kind of picked up on that. Yeah, so I, I don't know why they do that. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm not touching that one. I, I think West Virginia should go and win. I feel like that team is just unified, really. And, and I think Houston is one that can fracture. So if they have some early adversity, Houston might pack it in. The key to me for West Virginia is start fast, start fast, and and I, I think Houston will crumble. But otherwise, you're gonna be in you're gonna be in a dogfight. Corey, any thoughts on that one? Um, no, I'm not. I'm not sure. I really to touch that one. I think any team can win that one, and I think both offenses could beat up on each other's defenses. And I'm not sure who's gonna fight come up out of that. So, yeah. My, it's stay away territory for me too. Uh, Southern Methodist SMU plays East Carolina. Uh, I don't know if anyone's got a, a play here in the Pony versus Pirates. I'm going to take SMU to cover uh -huh. in this game. 
Um, I just feel like oh, I feel like SMU's a better team than they they've let on. Um, I'm interested in seeing like ECU quarterback situation. I'm looking at their roster. Their sorry, their yeah, their statistics real quick. I don't think they've done well from a quarterbacking perspective. If I've seen that, if I did that information right, yeah. Across the quarterback, across the team, they've thrown for two touchdowns and seven interceptions. So, I'll take it. Yikes! I'm gonna take the points under for fifty or fifty and a half, um, and putting a lot of that on ECU not scoring, SMU having solid defense, and hopefully not scoring too many points on the other end. Solid play, Bray. I think I'm a I'm team under. So you always uh, are. <laughs> yeah, always have. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna play it with you, but uh, I applaud you for doing it. Friday night, we got Tulane, Memphis, Fresno State versus Utah State, Stanford, Colorado. Um, sorry, probably should have included the odds in there. Tulane versus Memphis. Memphis is three and a half point home underdogs. Fresno travels to Logan. Last time they were in the Mountain uh, Time Zone, didn't go so well. This time they are six and a half point road favorites. And then finally, the nightcap, Stanford. Heads to Colorado where they're 11 and a half point underdogs. Anyone got a thought on any of those games? Actually, I think I want to take some stuff on action on all those, but let me look through it just a second. So Yeah, yeah, we can circle back to you. Uh, excellent. <laughs> I, I love it. Brian, any, you got anything? I, I don't I don't think I'm ready to go in on any of these. Like, I, I'm on the fence on a couple. Um, I'm thinking about that over 59 with Stanford and Colorado. I just, I just don't think I'm ready to pull a trigger on any of these games. All right. On the Tulane-Memphis, give me the over. It's over 56. Okay. Um, yeah, 56 and a half. On the Fresno game, yeah, 56 and a half. On the Fresno game, give me Fresno State to cover. Um, I know that they had a struggle week this last week in Laramie. I don't think they do the same thing. I don't think the Ushisate State team is all that great, to be honest. They struggle with UConn. They're 3-3. Three and three. They've had losses to Air Force, which is a good team, and JMU. But you struggle with UConn and let CSU hanging around. Uh, so I'm going to take Fresno State to, to cover. Um, and then Colorado, I'm taking Colorado to bounce back again uh, over Sanford to cover theirs as well. All right. Um, I, I, I'm tempted to join Brian in the over – in the Stanford Colorado game, but I'm also tempted to take Stanford to cover the points. I think this is one where I can see a couple things happening here, right? Like Dion, I think knows he needs to kind of bounce back, you know, obviously beating Arizona by three on the road, a one in five team, a one in four team at the time is not exactly like moving the needle. You know, I mean, again, they're way ahead of schedule, but if you can blow a team out, he's probably going to try and do it. Um, the other, the flip side of that coin is that Troy Taylor knows, like, hey, this is an opportunity for me to get a marquee win, and I'm using air quotes for those that are uh, listening, maybe not seeing us, but a marquee win against a well-known opponent, but maybe not a very talented opponent. Like, uh, and by very talented, I mean like across the board. They've got a couple of big pieces, but uh, you know, Colorado is a flawed team. There, there, there's a reason they only had a three game, you know, win total at the beginning of the season, which they've already exceeded. So good on them. I'm not, not throwing shade, just 
I'm going to join. No, I'm staying away from it. I'm going to leave it, leave it be. But you guys know how I feel. I think Stanford covers. I think it does go over. Um, but Brian, Corey, you're, you're, you're on it with him. I'm on it. Over 59. Yeah. Over 59. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to exercise a little bit of discipline here. Got off the rails last week, so I'm maybe a little gun shy. Uh, moving on to the Saturday slate. Again, these are in, I think, mostly chronological order from uh, kick times. Yep. Okay, perfect. And so I think we have all the ranked matchups, and then after we go through all these and talk through them, uh, we might uh, sprinkle in anything else that maybe jumps out to us. But uh, Syracuse versus Florida State. Uh, Florida State are home favorites of 17.5. The over-under is at 56.5. Syracuse coming off of a 40 to 40, 40 to seven. Was that the right final for, for North Carolina? Uh, do they keep this one more competitive? Brian, how do you see this one playing out? I have Florida state to cover. Um, I, I don't know about the points total. Um, if there'll be a little bit of slugging with, with Schrader being uh, frisky as a running quarterback and Florida state has shown that they can give a couple drives to a running quarterback. Uh, but I think, I think Florida State wins by by more than seventeen and a half, so I'll take that. See, I think that line's about right, but I'm taking the over on the fifty six point five. I love the over. You guys love the unders, so <laughs> the overs were good to me last week. I, I might Florida need to State go with them because everything else was wrong in in twelve games, eleven games, and I'm expecting to put plus thirty five, you know, thirty thirty five, thirty nine points on on the board. But I also don't think Syracuse only scores 13 like they did against Clemson and only scores seven against like they did against UNC. So I think there's a team that puts up 20, 21 points, and that puts you in the 57, 58 area. So. I, I, can, I can make arguments both ways here where Florida State has let teams, uh, you know, it, Florida State's covered the spread in just, what, one, two games, two games, three games, excuse me. Yeah. I think three. So they, they covered against LSU. They covered against Clemson. I mean, it's overtime, so they had to cover, like, basically. Yeah. Um, and so they miss. Yeah, and so they missed. So but they've let other teams hang around. I, I'm staying away from this one, but if I was to pick it, I think I would go with Florida State to cover. I, I don't know. Syracuse's offense – was was doing things against inferior opponents against two opponents that are you know ha- have you know respectable defenses and and even that might be a little generous for North Carolina like it's fine like it, I think it's much improved from where it was last year but you know I I didn't see them holding Syracuse to seven so that's where I I would think if North Carolina can hold them to seven Florida State should be able to hold them to something similar I I think Florida State's a better defense than North Carolina. I expect them to score a fair amount of points, probably not enough to cover the total, um, but I can't rule it out. So I, I think that's where I lean on that one. I don't know. Florida State, to me, needs to put together a full a full game's worth of, 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 you know, we kind of talked about how Georgia, uh, I guess we talked about on our last pod, how Georgia had a dominant effort start to finish for one week and that we'd like to see that moving forward. I need to see that from Florida State, period, first, and then then maybe see it going forward. So uh, they're, they're not one that I'd be willing to kind of put my name next to. Um, moving on, I think this is also in that noon slate. 
Indiana versus Michigan. Minus 34 is the spread and an over-under of 49 and a half. Corey, you got to play in this one? I'll be honest, I don't. I think that line's about right to me. Like, I mean, win by five touchdowns and then 50 points, that might be where you go. Because I think this game is going to be like 42-7, which puts you right at where they kind of put you, right? Is that, yeah, I did my math. Is it my math right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not touching it. So. This Same is boat. one where, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, if anyone's, like, Michigan, I feel, is rounding into form. And so this might be one where they could potentially blow the doors open. But I, I like Indiana's front seven. I think they do decent things. They got, they got, carved a little bit by Maryland a few weeks ago, but they've shown like if you're trying to run the ball, they're they're game, right? Like and and I'm sure that they'll get up for this game being on the road, being against a, a an opponent with a, a, a number and a single digit number next to them. So I think they'll play tough. Um but yeah, it's one where I can see a few different outcomes where, you know, maybe Indiana's a, a plucky little underdog and only loses by seventeen and Michigan just kind of is content to run the football, but I feel like Michigan's hit another gear in these last couple of weeks. And that part to me is, is encouraging. I just don't feel strongly enough one way or the other, but uh, I feel like I'm going to go look back on this game uh, come Saturday and be like, I should have chose Michigan to cover the spread. Cause I feel like they're just going to start hammering teams right and left. Um, like but I'm not playing it either. Their total points have gone up like the last two games um, from before Harbaugh was there, so yeah, they went from like thirty-five to seven in every game to now like okay, now no, we'll flirt with fifty. Um, yeah. Arkansas, Alabama, Arkansas coming off of a disappointing loss to Ole Miss, Alabama surviving the uh, big road test at A and M. Minus nineteen and a half is the spread. Forty-eight and a half is the total. Um, who did I just go to? Corey, did I just go to you? Should I should, should I open this one? Go ahead. I don't know. All right. Sorry. I just want to make sure we're evenly spread out so that people can yeah, can I give an opinion first or, or hear something and then maybe springboard off of that. Um, I Yeah. Arkansas, is, I like the over in this one, actually. I don't trust Arkansas secondary, and I know that Arkansas – I mean, I'm tempted to take Alabama in the points. I just see, like, I think the over is the play here, though. I, I think that Alabama's going to score a fair amount of points, and they may give up something. That defense looks pretty nasty, though. Um, <clears throat> I'm talking myself out of it right now, and almost talking myself to going more toward the spread. Um, I'm going to stick to my guns. I think that there's points in this game. There's points to be had. Um, I, I only need maybe... 17 from Arkansas, maybe even just 13 from Arkansas to get the over. So give me the over. I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, I have the over already written down. Um, I'm, I'm in the same boat where I, if I were to lean one way or another, it's, I lean Alabama covers that spread. Uh, I'm not going to bet that one, but I will take, uh, take that. Cause yeah, I think if Alabama gets, you know, 40, um, which I think is super doable against against that Arkansas defense uh then you're you're certainly in it or if you get like 35 I think you're you're about in there so 
That's uh. Yeah, this game has two quarterbacks that I don't know. I don't trust either. Trust them. They could have great games. They could have okay games. They aren't consistent players right now, and so I'm not touching a game where I know they're all kind of all over the place. So. You don't think KJ Jefferson has the ability to throw Alabama two touchdowns? <laughs> I do. After my, I, 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 I bet you there's a defensive score in this one, um, but I, I would 100 uh, agree with you on that one. All right, all right, all right. Georgia is on the road in Nashville, and they are playing Vanderbilt. Thirty-one and a half points, pretty pretty fat spread. Um, Fifty-seven point total. What do we make of the Commodores? Are they are they able to cover a thirty-point spread against Georgia? Which Georgia shows up? That that's the question. Which Georgia shows up? <laughs> Oh. I, I'm going on the over again here. Um, I'm expecting maybe not the exact same Georgia from Kentucky, but a similar one offensively. I think once you've opened up the doors for Carson Beck to start really slinging it, there's no reason not to get him a lot of reps against a Vanderbilt. You know, you, you want him to be comfortable so in case you need him against uh, a higher caliber team that you face down the course of the season or in the SEC title game, he's got a lot more experience, a lot more comfortability with a lot of his targets. Um, so I'm going to take the over 57. See, I feel like this game could be a 49-7 game. Like, and that's right at the line. I'm like, Mm-mm, no. Yeah, I think this is one that Georgia is uh, knows that they're going to win this game. This is a get out with no injuries sort of a deal. Give me the under. But mm. Georgia's going to win comfortably. I almost want to pick Vanderbilt to cover just because Georgia I think is going to kind of take this game uh, this is one where the, the twos and threes are, are going to play quite a bit I think um, so give give me the under I just don't expect the same output from Georgia uh, post uh, you know post a three touchdown lead and so that's that's where I, I lean on that also Vanderbilt doesn't have their they've been playing their backup QB um, I think the starter might be back for this game, but if I'm Vandy, I might be like, "Yeah, hold him one more week. We don't need him being, we don't need him against Georgia. We're not going to beat Georgia, um, but maybe hold him and 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 have him play some of those other games. You know, Kentucky, Missouri, the other games that where they actually have a, a puncher's chance at winning, or or at least you know having it be interesting in the fourth quarter. So that's what bakes into my decision. Um, did everyone cover that one? Sorry, I just was starting to make this note so that I can be accountable and hate myself for every pick that I make. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we're, we're squared away on that one. All right, here's an interesting one. Cal heads on the road to Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, to play the Utes. Utah, 13.5 point home favorites, 45 point total. I'm assuming this line indicates that we're still not expecting to see Cam rising. I think is that, so. Is that fair? I mean, Cal can play some defense. Utah without Cam rising is not much on offense, and, and particularly, like, you know they're going to have to run the football quite a bit. Uh, I think the point total indicates that they don't expect a ton of offensive yeah, fireworks. I mean, in reality, Utah's scored – seven in their last week, 14 the week before that, 31 against Weber, and then 20 and 24. Like, their average points per game is can't be much more than, like, 23. 
and there was a pick six against UCLA. Like, so like that was the defense scoring. Um, yeah. So like this one again hinges to me on on whether Cam Rising plays or not. And obviously, you know, again, time stamping this, we record these on Monday. Uh, so Monday, October 9th is when we're recording this in in the evening. I ah gosh, I'm I'm struggling with this one. I might punt to to you two if you've got a a call in this one. My bet to me, is it's that so or that Cam plays, and so I'm that's for, for that reason I'm taking Utah to cover. I'm taking the the over. I think they were this might have been the game plan the whole time. Wait till the week to the bye week, get him out, stretch him out as long as he can, and then bring him in. Maybe. I, I think it was interesting when he answered questions, and, and I think it was kind of amid some of the criticism of why he hadn't played, and he clarified, like, I didn't just tear my ACL, I tore my meniscus, I tore my PCL. He kind of, like, laid out, like, this was a pretty extensive injury rather than just one that has a long recovery process. So that gives me pause to say, like, maybe he, maybe he's still in right, like, um, but we'll have to see. Like again, he's been practicing. We know that much. Like so. Yeah, the doctors won't clear him though to play. Yeah, I don't know. I this one, I'm I'm all over the place in. I think Cal's got a a pretty salty defense. Again, it's one of those times where it's like, all right, we're we're on the road. We, you know, kind of that us against the world mentality. I think they'll play well. I just don't know if they'll play well enough to cover that spread. And I think that the point total is is kind of spot on where this game is going to be played in the low 20s slash, you know, even in the teens potentially or, or single digits for one of the teams. So I'm, I'm staying away, steering clear here. Brian, did you have any thoughts on that one? No, no thoughts. No, nothing, nothing I want to touch. All right. Let's move on to what I think is the most intriguing, like matchup line and everything. Florida, South Carolina. Uh, Florida is notoriously bad on the road. South Carolina actually has a pretty good home environment. Like, I, I don't think they get the credit that they deserve. That place is, you know, the whole uh, sandstorm. <laughs> like, hey, I'm all about, I'm all about it. You know, like the, you know, sort of techno music in, in the southeast. I don't, you wouldn't think those two things go together very well, but they somehow make it work. Um, but I, South Carolina, two-point favorites. Here's here's my dilemma, right? So I, Florida got exposed a couple weeks ago for being able to not being able to stop the run. Uh, South Carolina can't block anyone. Uh, so I, I, I think that this game is won or lost in that matchup, right? That's, that's, the, that's where I think that there's uh, where the game is, is swung, right? And South Carolina, I think, is going to play with great effort. I think they've got an okay defense. I think that they've got some offensive weapons. The question is, can they give Spencer Rattler? I feel it's been kind of running for his life the entire season, but I, I think even it's been amplified the last couple of weeks or in their last couple of games, I should say. Um, they are coming off a bye, so an extra week to prepare for Florida. And Florida doesn't play well on the road, and they know it. Um, am I a fool to co- go pick against Florida again and take the Gamecocks? <laughs> I don't think I am. Give me the Gamecocks. They're going to cover the spread. 
Flores road woes continue and things start to, you know, people start to question whether Billy Napier is there for the long haul. Corey, what do you think? See, you mentioned the the rush offense versus the rush defense is where the game is kind of won. I think it's the pass offense versus the pass defense because South Carolina relies on that pass pass offense, you know, and Florida's pass defense is pretty dang good. They don't they only give up 166 yards a game. Um, How much of that is Kentucky baked in there, though? No, they just didn't have to throw. That's a valid point. I mean, and it's also versus Utah's backup. Backup. Give me Florida to win this game. Oh. I'll take the points uh, and Florida to win. I'm taking Florida to cover. Two or just one. Yeah, do what you want. <laughs> just Brian and okay. Uh, I'm taking Florida to cover as well. History be damned, they'll they'll cover on the road, and I think the reason I think that I, I'm my vision in my head is this comes down to a turnover or two. I don't think Graham Mertz commits the turnover. I think Spencer Rattler does despite being the much more talented QB. Um, so that's that's the vision in my head that is playing. We'll see how it actually goes when Saturday comes. Yeah, I, I'm i already like kind of like, man, maybe I'm on the wrong side of that. Maybe I should stay away. But I got to make some picks, right? You, you got to stick, stick your neck out there a little bit. All right, Kansas makes the trip to Oklahoma State. They are three-and-a-half-point road favorites. Does Oklahoma State complete the Sunflower State sweep? Corey. Oh, it's a matter of does Jalen Daniels play. And I feel like they, he's not going to play. I feel like he ain't playing, I don't think. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State to win this game. Bry. I'm taking the under 58 points. Um, I think even if he does play, he's probably not going to be keen to be running around too crazy. Um, and I think Kansas is your risk to score lots of points in that Oklahoma State. So under 58 seems seems easy for me. Mm. You join him on that, Corey? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to just take the, the, the on the other part, I'm going to Oklahoma State you know, to cover the three and a half, not necessarily win. I'm not going to break the win, but I'll join him Why on the other. Yeah, um, I'm trying not to overreact to what happened last week. Um, really, with with Oklahoma State, like Kansas, I, I think you know. <clears throat> yeah, here's where here's where I'm conflicted. Right, so I don't want to overreact to Oklahoma State having one good performance. In fact, a performance where you could say some of the the good was really Kansas State playing poorly. Right. Although there were things, you know, Oklahoma State made plays offensively that I had not seen yet this this year. Uh, I, I think that that, you know, is a way to galvanize that team. Kansas, I think we talked about Bean being the backup QB, but, like, when he had a week to prepare against UCF, they took care of business, right? Like, th- that team is not bad, and, and they play the game slightly differently when Bean is playing QB than they do with Jalen Daniels, where they got just, uh, you know, kind of a, a dynamic, dynamic star but in the backfield where he can make plays with his, uh, make plays with his arm, but, but also uses his, the threat of him running. Um, Bean, I think, is not as accurate a passer and not as athletic. So he, he's a little bit of a downgrade in both, but when 
it's game planned for him and and they kind of pare the offense down they are somewhat successful um i don't know i th- i think you're going to see i'm on Oklahoma State to cover too i think in fact i'm, I'm going to make it a play Oklahoma State's going to cover this uh, maybe that's the turning point for Oklahoma State they found a couple things got a, a very much needed win a confidence boost um and also, like, you know, this is maybe like me going, like, super soft factors, but, like, I watched, like, their videos of, like, them celebrating in the locker room. It seemed like they were starting to get a lot more unified than everything that I had seen up to this point. So I, I think that that team's coming together at a good time for Oklahoma State. Again, I, I don't think they're a threat in the Big 12, but they might make a bowl, right? And and, and this is one they, they probably need to have if they're going to make a bowl because – you're not going to beat Oklahoma. Let me get their schedule in front of me real quick. Um, here it is. Yeah, you just uh, you're not going to beat Oklahoma. I guess I think that's a pretty navigable schedule. The more I look at it, um, this one is, is probably one of the more challenging tests left. They have at West Virginia following this week, so that one's probably tough. Just on the road, West Virginia's had a pretty good season thus far. Uh, home against Cincinnati, home against Oklahoma at UCF, at Houston, and then home against BYU to close it out. Like you can you can navigate that schedule, but I think, gosh, I, I'm I, I'm so not sold on this, and that's why I should stay away. But I got to stick my neck out there at some point. So I, I'm gonna say, yeah, uh, if if it's being behind center for Kansas, Oklahoma State covers. Obviously, if we receive word between now and then that Jalen Daniels is a go. I would say this wouldn't be a pick, but I have to pick it, so I'm, I'm picking Oklahoma State. Bri, did you, weigh, did you weigh in on this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took the okay. the uh, under 58. That's, that's right. That's right. Excuse me. Okay, I don't know how this one slipped through the ranked cracks, but we have BYU and TCU already on here. Maybe that's just because we have a f- fair amount of listeners that are going to be interested in that game. Uh, it is in Fort Worth, the home team, the Horn Frogs, five point favorites, fifty two point total. Corey, you got to play. Um, I don't, because in a world where BYU plays, can their defensive line show up? It has in some games, and it hasn't in other games. And what kind of quarterback are you going to get with Keaton Slovis? Are you going to get the one that's kind of makes accurate short term passes, or are you going to be the one that kind of just slings the ball everywhere and they ask him to throw fifty times? <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm not going to touch this one. I'll take TCU minus five. Uh, I think in Fort Worth, BYU's best offensive player, in my estimation, is the running back, and I think he'll get bottled up okay. Um, And I think it gets to a point in the game where you have to go with Keaton Slovis. And when it's a have to, and the defense knows it, I, I... like the defense. Uh, TCU hasn't been great this season, but I still still like them to cover that one. Yeah, I I don't think I like I don't think I like the matchup for BYU just in terms of again, there's so many of these where I feel like the line's set like in, in such a way where it's like I don't I don't see like oh it's obviously wrong. Um but the one thing I will say here is that BYU plays pretty good, sound defense. I think Jay Hill's been very good. Um, I also don't trust BYU's offense, so give me the under 52 points. 
Um, I think this is one that you could see play out um, where BYU scores between 14 and 20 points and, and TCU scores, you know, about, you know, I would say 28. Maybe they get to that 35, but again, I, I think you're going to be under. I think you're going to be under that 52. So give me the under. Yeah, I was tempted on the under. I, I think it'll be interesting to see Jay Hill's defense because he, he plays, I, I think, a pretty decently aggressive defense and likes to mix up some of the places where pass rushers are coming from. I think that'll be interesting to see versus the tempo of Kendall Bryles, of how quickly are we getting those defensive play calls in there uh, while we're trying to just get aligned. Um, it'll be an interesting matchup to watch for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fun kind of uh, uh, style matchup there. Uh, it's particularly when TCU has the ball. I think when BYU has the ball, I I don't see a whole lot happening there. Just I don't think so. So that that's, that's why I'm on the under. Now to the biggest game. Oh, Corey, did you? No. Did you want to weigh in? I wasn't going to play on it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm so distracted. <laughs> I I do apologize. I'm trying to keep up with my own picks here. Not my best work here. But we're gonna persevere through it. Um. And we will kneel it for victory at the end once we're done. Uh, anyway, uh, biggest game of the week, in my estimation by far, Oregon hosts – or excuse me, Oregon goes on the road to play Washington in Seattle. It is a three-point line. The Huskies are favored. Often that implies that these teams are completely considered even on a neutral field. But it's not neutral. It's in Husky Stadium right on Lake Washington beautiful scenery i don't know if you guys have ever been there i don't i don't think either of you have mm-hmm. so I, I worked for a company that was founded by a bunch of uw graduates and or i guess not a bunch of them but one of them was a uw graduate but we actually initially were on campus there in what was called startup hall they had like an entrepreneurship college and there's like a a, a floor of this building that they rent out to to businesses that, uh, and then they give them kind of a pretty sweet rental deal, but they also like kind of encourage those uh, businesses to be involved with the entrepreneurship program at UW so that the, you know, some of their graduates can be hired into those, into those uh, smaller companies, get some lots of like hands-on experience of working in a, in a startup. Um, But one of the first things I did when I went out there to, to visit the team was like, I was like, okay, I have seen this on TV. I need to go see the stadium. And sure enough, it, it is as beautiful as you can imagine. Sailgating is a thing. It's right on the water so people can, you know, dock your boat and then go to the game. Uh, it, it's really cool. I, I really want to see a game there. I'm yet to do it. Uh, one of my buddies that also worked at that company, Will, will be at the at the uh, game. I was texting him earlier. He's like, yeah, man, so pumped to be there. So good luck. Uh, go Huskies! I'm obviously, as from a fan perspective, I'm very heavily favoring Washington. Um, I hate to say this, I don't think this is going to go the way that Huskies want it to. I give me, I'm getting three points with Oregon. I think they probably win the game outright. Give me the Ducks uh, to cover. I'm going to take the points. I, I need the points here, but uh, I am choosing the road team, probably at my own peril. Um, I just I feel like over the course of the last year I I've watched that game from last year a few different times and and there's lots of like if this then that or woulda coulda shouldas in that game I feel like last year to this year 
Washington, again, looks really sharp. They look really good. But I don't know if they look like super, super improved in other areas other than they're just like, okay, it's the same system with the same guys. Uh, whereas I feel like Oregon is better this year than they were last year. They've got a couple of new pieces, particularly on the defensive line via the transfer portal and even on their offensive line. I, I feel like the Oregon team has upgraded more. And I just feel like they're just, man, I, I feel like, yeah. It, it just like it seems like a, a setting where one or two defensive plays will win that game. I trust Oregon's defense a lot more than I trust Washington's defense. So that's where I sit. What do y'all think? Same boat. Um, n- nothing additional to add, but I'm going to take Oregon to cover. Um, I just think they have. Gosh, I hope I'm wrong. A little bit more. A little bit more there. From a Winchell's perspective, I hope. You're wrong as well, but I mean, because I have Washington and you have Oregon, <laughs> um, but I too have Oregon. I believe I'm a damn landing believer um, over the Washington's offense, so I'm taking Oregon as well. All right, I like I just what I just well, hate so it. One thing we didn't include was uh, I, don't, I noticed that kind of in the same time slot is Tennessee versus A and M. The Lions favor in Tennessee three and a half at Tennessee. Anybody want to make a play on that one? Yeah, give me A and M to cover. I'm just thinking the same thing. I'm not sure if I like. I think A and M could beat this team. Yeah, I I don't I don't think a whole lot of of Tennessee's defense. Yeah. And I don't know how much I think of Joe Milton, particularly when he's under duress. And I think that defensive line has the opportunity to. I like that matchup for Texas A&M's defensive line. Um, so, yes, give, give me A&M, and they're, they're plus three or three and a half? Plus three and a half. Plus three and a half, even I'm better. I'm joining you on that boat. Okay. Sorry to be, derail you. No, no, you're good. Thanks for, thanks for adding it, sprinkling it in. Uh, here's an interesting one. Louisville tra- travels to Pittsburgh. They're, plus, or they're minus eight on the road. It just feels like a letdown spot for Louisville, doesn't it? Um, after just playing at home, like what what felt like a coronation. I don't know if you saw like I, there's a, a video on Twitter of someone just like taking in like pregame, like like those those crowd the crowd was I mean just that slammed, packed stadium. Everyone just super pumped to see the Cardinals, and and now you're gonna go to a place where there's probably I don't know a couple thousand people in in the stands. Pittsburgh's had a, a terrible year, and you know, I don't even know who's playing quarterback for them at this point. Is it is Dracovic playing once again? I don't know I, if you I heard he plays tight end now. Right, but then their coach <laughs> went out and said he's not playing tight end. Oh, is that right? I missed that bit. Yeah, it, like Narduzzi said something about like, yeah, you won't be playing tight end for us this season. Um, so I don't know what that means. Like. Is he the backup QB? Is he benched? Is he just off the team? I, I, I don't understand it. Like, I can't remember exactly how what that, the rest of that was, but Pitt just feels like it's in dysfunction, but it also feels like a letdown spot for Louisville. Does anyone have, have insight on this one? I'm taking Louisville to cover. I, I just think there's nothing about Pitt that you can trust and believe in. Um, bad loss a couple weeks ago. I, yeah, I... I think Thrash will have a big game, but I think Jawar Jordan is just going to run all over them. And 
that's that's going to be the tale of the tape. I agree. Corey, anything else? 100% yeah. I, I might just it. ride your coattails here. I'm jumping in on it just just to sink this to, to to ensure that Pitt comes up with the upset. I will choose Louisville also to cover. I, <laughs> this just one feels like a this is like a go ACC moment, right? Like uh, where where it's just the ACC has a great win over Notre Dame, first one in like 30 attempts or so, and then of course it's just like you know Georgia Tech beats or loses to Bowling Green and then beats Miami the next week. So that, that that's the only thing that gives me pause is that it's like history doesn't favor the ACC to like have a bunch of contenders going into you know like late in the season. But outside of that, yeah, I, there's nothing I believe in on that pit sideline like at all. So um, I will join you on Louisville minus eight on the road. Uh, Auburn heads to LSU. They are eleven point underdogs in Death Valley. Is it Death Valley, though? Ask Clemson fans. I don't know. Um, the total is 40... Oh, excuse me. That's 47.5 for the Louisville-Pittsburgh. I was going to say, whoa. I, I was like <laughs> immediately about to be like, oh, I know what know what my play is here. No. Uh, Auburn-LSU, the total is 63.5. I don't know where to go with this one. Corey? Yeah. Um, I'm in the boat with you. I don't know whether I should trust that Auburn offense to score enough points to even make this a game. But, you know what? Give me LSU to cover. Yeah, I'm 100% being, I think, the same boat. Is... So, huh? Yeah, sorry. Uh, I- I'm totally in the same boat. I just... Auburn doesn't have what it takes to take advantage of this LSU defense, which isn't very good. The part of the LSU defense that's really bad is the secondary. Auburn doesn't have a quarterback who can throw the ball. So it gives LSU the chance to lean on what is, you know, a better strength for them in their D-line and their linebacker play. Uh, you know, ho- hopefully they can stop Robbie Ashford from running crazy on him and Peyton Thorne from doing the same. But I don't think – I think in order to slug with LSU, they need to be able to take advantage of the secondary, and I don't think they have a competent quarterback to do that. I'm tempted to take the over in this game. And and you say like they don't have the you know the, a quarterback to do it and I'm I'm thinking all he has to do is get it within 10 yards of a wide open receiver, right? Like so I I think Hugh Freeze is like, "Oh, this you know, this is potentially my chance to to you know to 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 mount a head on the wall, right? Because yeah, LSU secondary can get got, right? Bama, I don't know how much of a chance they really have in that game. Um, and so I'm not necessarily picking them to cover, but I, I do think they'll score. I think Hugh Freeze can scheme his way to about 20 points. And so I don't think it's unreasonable for us to think that LSU is going to score... Um, you know, 42, right, 45. right at the line almost. <laughs> what? It's at 42. Yeah. Right at the line almost. That's yeah, I know. Okay. I, but I, if I'm you have doing some 20, of that that's LSU covering the spread, though. That's true. Even 35-20 has LSU covering the spread. I, but I just, I just don't trust their defense enough. 
and it's it's so weird. And, and I think Auburn's got a pretty good defense, so I could see them slowing down LSU a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I, I, I'm gonna back off of this one. I, you're right. I, if anything, now I'm talking about it. I'm like, all right, LSU can be. I, I think LSU can both cover and have the under hit because I trust Auburn's defense more than I trust LSU's defense. So I think Auburn could hold LSU beneath that, you know, yeah, I think, gosh, I'm, I'm terrible. I really don't have a good feel for this week. So I'm going to stay off that one. Did anyone else have a play on that? No, I think one of the reasons it's hard to get a good feel for this week is how wild last week was, you know, like, Oh yeah, I got there are things that you felt sure about, and then it was chaos, and now it's like, well, now I'm questioning everything. That'll be a fun game, though. That's a, like a, an interesting clash of styles where, like Auburn right now, I know it's probably not how Hugh Freeze prefers it, but they they're kind of they have to win with their defense, right? And the offense has to do just enough. Whereas LSU is is the opposite, where it's like our defense is going to give up a boatload of points. We need our offense to score just more. Yeah. Um, so it'll be a fun one. Again, LSU at home um, probably is going to be a, a pretty solid environment because um, it always is. That I feel like the fans there show out no matter what. Corey, did you have any thoughts on that one other than what you shared? The LSU Auburn game? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think like Brian said, I, I'm taking LSU to cover just because I think LSU can, I don't think Auburn can take advantage of their passing defense. awesome uh we'll stay in the sec but we'll hop to the east missouri coming off of a disappointing loss at or hosting lsu now goes to kentucky who's also off of a disappointing performance uh kentucky two and a half point home favorites 53 and a half point total um yeah brian where are we going with this one I don't want anything to do with this one. Um, I, I was like, uh, and I was, I think if this were in Missouri, it would be easier for me to call. But I've just been on a roller coaster with Missouri, a little bit of a roller coaster with Kentucky. I don't want any business in, in picking a side or, or any point total on this one. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm like, they haven't turned the ball over, and all of a sudden they turn the ball over. Do they do it again against the Mark Duke's defense? And then how is Kentucky able to score? I'm surprised Kentucky's favorite a little bit on this, in this game. I'm tempted to take Missouri in this. I am too, but now I'm wary of how many road yeah, teams yeah. I'm backing. Anyway, yeah, again, if I was to lean aside there, I might take Missouri plus the two and a half points. Um, I feel like, you know, Kentucky got exposed a little bit on the back end and I, I like Eli Drinkwitz as a, as a play caller and, and one who's going to scheme up points. Um, but I don't see, you know, but I don't know. It's, it's just one of those games where I just don't feel, I don't have a good feel for it. And transitioning from one of those to another one, here we go. Uh, Miami, I, how do they get the bad taste out of their mouth from the Georgia Tech debacle? Uh, they go on the road against North Carolina. North Carolina opens as three and a half point favorites, a 56 point total. Um, 
I don't know how y'all feel about this one. For me, I think the answer is the over. Bingo! Yeah. Okay. All, Ooh, all yep. right. Cool. Uh, I have no <laughs> idea who's going to win this game, though. I, I feel like North Carolina's had a better defense than we expect. Um, Miami's coming off of its worst offensive performance. I think that they'll get some of that cleaned up. Um, so give me the over. Who do you guys think wins this game? I really have gone back and forth a bunch in in the 12 hours that I've even considered it. It took me about an, a, you know, a full day to stop laughing from Miami and Georgia Tech. Uh, I think UNC wins, but th- to me, this game reeks of 35-38 um, or, or something of that scoreline where it's a couple teams who aren't really to make able to make sufficient stops on defense. I just think, I think you will see some big plays from North Carolina. Um, and then it's kind of just like uh, if this were Miami, maybe I'd go a different way. But I, I think with the edge, I'm leaning there. Not yeah, not really making much. any call on the spread here, but yeah, I was just curious what what you guys think. Yeah, I, I, my my mind leans leans North Carolina, but I wouldn't be surprised if if Miami pops up and also yeah does something good. So, more, I mean, nothing. presumably they've been prepping this whole last week for it, so. One would think, yeah, <laughs> the bye week and this week against Georgia Tech because they weren't ready for this, so they they better come out guns blazing against North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see if if that team wants to still play or if they see a couple odd That's coaching the calls. Thing, if they like, go, you... I just, I yeah, if you see like a a few play calls that get blown up in a row, even if they were like not bad, do you not start to slump your shoulders a little bit and go like? I can only do what I'm what I'm asked to. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I think the over is the right play there. I think the offenses are gonna play well again. If there is a defense that throws a wrench in it, it's Miami's. Um, and so I'm I'm excited to see and interested to see what North Carolina's offensive line does against Miami's front because I think that's the place where you may have some problems. Is that Miami has some guys that can get after the passer. And so if they turn this into something where Drake Mays is on the move a little bit, again, I, I like Miami's linebackers. I like Francisco Malingola quite a bit. Um, so it's that that's the, what could throw a wrench in this over, I think. I don't think it's North Carolina shutting down Miami's offense. Like, I have a hard time seeing Miami have two poor offensive outings in a row. It just feels like feels like they're 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 due a bounce back and so um i think that they'll be able to clean up some of the things that were maybe confusing tyler van dyke and, and some of the miscommunication between him and his receivers um but we'll see again this is one where it, it will be an interesting one looking back on it after we have it saying okay has did georgia tech provide the key to slowing down miami's offense and and are multiple teams able to replicate that or is it something where it's like you know what? It was a bad game, a blip on the radar. Everyone has an off night. That was Miami's. That was Tyler Van Dyke's. And and then we move forward from there. So I'm pumped to watch that game. I'm I really think that's kind of one of the more fun ones of of the week. Um, but again, we have a couple marquee ones. We already talked about Washington hosting Oregon. Now we got Notre Dame. I feel like they've been in like game of the week status for three weeks in a row now. And here's number four. They play host to the Trojans of Southern California. 
They are two and a half point home favorites, which to me is a little surprising, but also maybe not surprising because USC's defense is pretty horrific. Um, have not seen a rushing attack like Notre Dame's going to present. Um, I'm curious what that environment ends up looking like after Notre Dame suffered a couple of, of losses where they were, um, I, I guess the, this last week they, you know, again, kind of got, I don't know if outclassed is the right word, but they were beaten pretty convincingly. Let's put it that way. And yeah, yeah. Again, I, I wouldn't Notre Dame stadium to me is not a place where it's like known for it being an intimidating environment, but it is a road game nonetheless for Southern Cal. All right. Maybe I'll, before I, well, let me waffle on it while you guys talk about it. Corey. Yeah. Let's hear it. Uh, yeah. So I don't think the, the play is the line. Cause I'm afraid. Honestly, like I could see either team winning this game. I think the play here is the over potentially because you can. It allows Notre Dame to score more points than they can than they have in the in the past. Sam Hartman can open it up a little bit against this about against USC's defense, and then I think Caleb Williams is always going to get his no matter who they play. Um, for that reason, I see this game being like thirty-five, thirty-two, but that puts it five points over. So I am going to go the line. I'm going to take USC. Plus two and a half. Um, I just, I think there's a good chance they get ahead by 13 at some point, and there's Same just no catching up. Back in it. That's yeah. a valid point. Uh, I mean, we'll see if it gets to that point because I don't know if they just run the ball straight at USC if USC is going to be able to stop it. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I, I think USC is going to win this game. They're going to keep the charade up for a little bit longer. Um, and then, then finally get found out, and I think potentially embarrassed late in the season. But they, I think they're gonna I think they get another win here. I think you're right. I'm following you on that, Brian. Yeah, lemmings off a cliff. Often... Let's go. <laughs> what? It's a lemmings off a cliff. Let's go. <laughs> it's not often that you get to bet. Um, you get to bet for Caleb Williams, and you get additional points. So. Um... That, that, that's that's kind of a rare thing. Um, I don't know. Like the the problem that I see with this one with the over is yeah, Notre Dame might score a few more points, but Notre Dame's defense is so much better than I think Arizona's is, and I think especially how their corners played against Ohio State means Caleb Williams is going to have to be really special on the ground uh, and running the football. And I, I just feel like Notre Dame's got the horses to keep him, you know, I, I, to keep him I mean, contained is not the right word, but, you know, I, I could see them holding USC to anywhere somewhere between 27 and, uh, I mean, as low as, I mean, gosh, I'm going to get like, 17. I could see that, you know. They they they've played enough marquee opponents. The question is how much gas do they have left in the tank? I just don't know if they have a whole lot. This one's all over the place. I can see the over, I can see the under. I don't see Notre Dame winning the game is what I don't see. So I think I'm going to join you guys in saying USC covers. Um yeah, and and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but but that one feels like the right one. Yeah, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner who's just been electric, carrying the team. Can he do it one more time? This is a big primetime game. 
he always seems to do his best in those games. So I'm putting a lot of faith in him because I don't have a lot of faith in their defense or many other players on that team. Again, uh, Zach Branch, I don't think is expected to be back yet. So like, I, yeah, give me, give me the Trojans to win just because Caleb Williams is the best player on the field. And I don't think it's super close. All right. We only have a couple left. I don't know if anyone else says anything else, but like, let's go NC state versus Duke Duke three and a half point home favorites. 48 points is the total. Uh, I don't think Riley Leonard's playing this game, and I think that's the difference. Give me NC State to cover the three and a half. He's listed as day to day. MJ Morris threw for three inter- through three interceptions against Marshall, and this defense has gotten beat by any team as team has, has had lots of points scored on it by any team that's able to pass on it. Like Notre Dame beat them pretty badly. Uh, I think they win at Marshall, but Mar- they still got f- give up 41 against Marshall. Like, I don't know what to make of this NC State game. I, I, I've got, I, I'm, I'm, I want to go Duke in this game, but I'm not sure if I'm ready to make a play. Go, go, Brian. Uh, I'll take the under 48. Um, I think Duke's not going to put up a ton of points without Riley Leonard. I think NC State doesn't put up a ton of points against anyone, and I think both have pretty have the ability to play okay defense, especially if. They're defending the run. They being uh, NC State's defending the run, not the pass. Um, so yeah, I, I think we're we're looking at a twenty-four to ten sort of game, and that'll, yeah, that'll show us on the over. I saw the on the under ninety-seven yards per game pass rushing, but they've given up two forty-one passing. Yeah, yeah. Brian's got the right play on this. I'm changing my pick. I'm joining Brian. <laughs> Uh, I, I do think NC State, I mean, if Riley Leonard isn't playing, I just don't see where Duke is, is scoring points. Like, he's been most of their offense, right? So that's the part that has me most concerned and, and makes me lean toward NC State. I know that I just feel like they're going to find, yeah, they threw three picks and they still scored 48 points last game. So, like, I, I that's where I'm, I'm leaning toward NC state, but I, I think that's right. So I'm going to, you talked me out. You made me skittish. I'm not going to take the NC state to cover. I am going to take the under 48. I'll join you in that boat. That was actually when I was looking at earlier too. So. I'm not touching. <laughs> I'm not touching I, that I will bite on this. Give me Oregon state. I I know that that's going to be a slugfest, um, but Dante Moore on the road, uh, he's he's kind of struggled. He's he's thrown the ball to the wrong team uh, more than I would have expected him to, which maybe isn't fair because he is a true freshman, but he just looked so polished coming out of high school. Um, so I, I think Oregon State's going to cover that, uh, that that minus four. So give give me Oregon State to win by more than four. I'm in the same boat with Corey. Um, stay, staying all the way away from this one. All right. Were there any other games that we didn't cover that you guys wanted to take a take a swing at? I'm taking James Madison, favored by three and a half against Georgia Southern. I'm taking Toledo, favored by 17 against Ball State. And we already talked about the Texas A&M game um, that we're taking A&M versus, versus uh, Tennessee. So. 
So I think that's it for me. Uh, some interesting games that I was looking at was the Air Force Wyoming game. You know, Wyoming's only losses to Texas by, and they played well into the fourth quarter, but they do go to Air Force and Air Force is favored by 10. I thought it was an interesting line. That is yeah. interesting line. It, it's one that I feel so strong about Air Force that I, that I'm nervous. Yes. Right. You know, <laughs> like, it's just like, all right, what, what do I not know here that's going to say that one's close? The other one that I wanted to highlight that we didn't talk about, Kansas State goes on the road to Texas Tech where they are one-point road underdogs. And it's just surprising. Like, I, again, I, I'm not making a play there, but, like, I if I was the person setting the lines there, you know, just the layest of laypersons, uh, I would have said that Kansas State should be favored in that game. They're not. Um, so, again, Lubbock can be a tough place to play. It's not an easy place. You know, the travel there is, is something. But... I mean, the Texas Tech team has lost a couple games. I feel like they, they're losing sort of momentum on their season, even though they got a win this past week. Um, they did, right? They played Houston. Yeah, they beat right? Baylor 39-14. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Baylor. They, excuse me. That's right. Baylor. They, they, um, they scored a lot of points at home. Like, they scored 30 against Oregon. They scored 41 um, in their second game, and then they scored 49 in their next game at home. But they're against like Houston, and I don't even know who this is. What so Texas said, Arlington, I think is what it is. Yeah, no, Tarl- Tarleton State, Texans. Whatever oh, Tarleton State. Yeah, they, they've put up a bunch of points, but then then they went to Baylor and beat, put up thirty nine. But they lost to West Virginia. So like, I, I think Baylor's on quit watch. So I don't I don't put a lot of stock on on any when anything does against anyone does against Baylor. Yeah. We'll see. I'm not going I don't to know. That was just one I was like, oh, that line is uh okay. Alright. Um sorry, there's I think one more that I wanted to just just highlight for everyone's uh Oh, that's it. Iowa, Wisconsin. Who wins the Big Ten West? No, oh, and I and Wisconsin's <laughs> favored by ten. Favored by ten. They're they're at home. And Iowa doesn't score points, but Iowa plays pretty good defense. I don't I know. Take the I'll Brian take Wisconsin to cover. Bet though, hundred percent. What? I'll take the Brian Ferencz gets fired. Bet. How about that one? Oh, there, there you go. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so you're not grabbing your step ladder. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, they're they're not they're not even going to get close, in my opinion. No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to take actually Wisconsin minus ten. All right. All right, interesting. I found that um, if you do a lot of bets across all the games, then it, all the games become interesting and fun. So it's like, why not take up everybody? <laughs> not get the just make all make it an interesting. Way yeah, that you just described the appeal of gambling. Like, yes, <laughs> that's why I'm not doing it. But you know, uh, um, yeah, I don't know if I have any others that I wanted to to point out. So, um, if there's not anything else from the rest of this group, we can wrap. Um, again, feel free to now. Now that I've I've cooled off from my hot streak, fade all of my bets, and you will probably make a mint. And we appreciate your listening. Appreciate all the support. We'll see you after week seven to react to all the wild stuff that I'm sure is going to go down this weekend and actually throughout the week. Now that we're into October, where we've got midweek action. I don't know what they call the like midweek. Conference USA. We need to come up with something there. Um, Makuza. Yeah. 
Cusaction um, <laughs> or something like that. Um, anyway, thanks. This has been the CFP Paint Crew. Appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time.